Hello, friend. Thanks for joining us on Making Disciples Naturally, the podcast of the Kansas Communities Ministry. My name is David Dennis. Today we're going to have the fifth episode in a series on communication and learning how to love well. I'm so happy to continue my discussion with my friend Mark Olsey, founder of Pledge Talk. Mark is a marriage counselor, seminar leader, author, and is a specialist in teaching people how to relate better in a loving way. We've learned about the use of pledge in marriages, families, co-workers, etc., but how might this concept work in the areas of evangelism and discipleship? You know, Mark, um, you know, with the Navigators, our heart is to uh, basically meet with individuals, group, small groups, encouraging spiritual growth uh, in them, and sometimes... Um, being Jesus to them is difficult. Uh, it's sometimes um, we meet with people that have a lot of trials, a lot of difficulties. Example, a person may be complaining about their spouse, complaining about their kids, complaining about their job, whatever. Um, and so just, just in my relationship with other people, how would I apply the, the pledge concepts with someone who is, um, you know, the intent of getting together is to grow spiritually they are having difficulties that they are complaining about to me. Um, how do I implement this concept with that person? Sure. Great question. Great question. So here's my fear that I think so often happens, okay? And I think I see happen so often in those kind of situations. I'm the discipler. Um, I'm trying to help this person. And they're talking about, yeah, life, right? The challenges that they're facing in life. But because... I am the discipler, I should have all the answers, right? So I feel kind of pressured internally, and they also kind of feel maybe perhaps a little bit, um, it's, it, it would be hard maybe for some to admit this, but sometimes maybe a little bit like almost on the edge of, of arrogance in the sense that I have the answers, right? If, if you just read the Bible more, or let, let me just tell you a few scriptures to memorize, and if you just do this and this and this, really all these things are real late. But the Bible says to do this with you, might just do this. And we might have such a tendency to just want to spew forth all this advice. Because we, I, I'm either pressured or I think I have all the answers. And in the process, I don't know if you've ever done that or yourself. I'm sure I have on a number of occasions. And I've noticed it didn't seem to go anywhere. Right, right. Because I think, first of all, they, they didn't feel really listened to. Hmm. Or like somebody really understood them first. Like they were really heard. Every one of us wants to be listened to, heard, and understood. And when I do that, a couple things happen. When I do that well, the person then is finally really open and ready and willing to hear anything that I might have to share. The second thing that happens is this. By my just being willing to listen well and take the time to do so, it frees me from my internal urges of feeling like I have to have the answers and opens up my mind, I believe, for the Spirit of God to give me really good insights or wisdom, spirit-led thoughts and ideas rather than pressured-led or 
I got all the answers led thoughts. And of course, when I share spirit-led thoughts to a, a person who has really first been heard and listened to and now is open to hearing, it's so much more impacting. So helpful. I think that is, that is a very, that's key to our ministry. It's key to loving, key to loving people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, I think that um, we can see how this can really help us in our loving people and, and as, as we listen to them and really <clears throat> and really put them first in our, in our uh, conversation. How can this concept also help with the topic of evangelism? Yeah, great question again. So my first thought is this, that it, I suppose it depends on your, your, your vision of evangelism. If, I'm, if, I'm, if all I'm doing is, is going around seeking to use some kind of a technique to get someone to hear truth, um, I suppose I don't need, I don't, I don't need any, even hardly any sense of relationship. All I need to know is how do I quote four verses and get them to, again, hear what I want to say and, um, and, and say a prayer so I can feel like they're now saved and I did my job of the day. I used to, to think like that a lot. And then I began to think in terms of relationship. Um, some of the, some books that were, had come out a number of years ago on relationship evangelism. And I began thinking about this loving your neighbor idea and so forth. And, and, and thinking about the, the importance of relationship to an evangelistic endeavor, if you will. So how do we build relationships? Well, we have to communicate. So if I'm going to build a relationship, I have to learn to communicate well, which means one of the things or several things means I need to learn to listen well. So often when my neighbor <laughs> tells me their story, their idea, and our tendency is to always kind of just to kind of one up with a story or, again, our idea or our joke. And as a, as a result, it, it becomes all about me again rather than about them. And I want my relationships to be about them. Do I listen to them, learn about them, understand them? Um, and in that sense, create a, a love experience where they feel cared for and valued. And then, again, um, in, in the process, oftentimes they reveal things, struggles, issues, questions, but then we have an opportunity to share truth and either plant a seed or water or harvest. And again, those, I know those are concepts that, you, that you've said and many, many do, but, but, but we forget it's not all, not all about harvesting. And so often it's about planting and watering. Um, and so those are things. Um, and then there's times when we get to uh, harvest. I have a 95-year-old neighbor who is a, was a, a rough sailor. Oh, my lands. He'd been coming to our supper club for years, eating with us and so forth. And uh, I'd, I'd say, I'd finish up praying for the food, and he would look at me and he would say, Mark, that was a blankety, blankety, blank. Great prayer. <laughs> I just, oh my word. 
oh, I'd be laughing inside and, and like looking around and wondering what everybody's saying. Yeah. But it was, you know, on some level, it was beautiful that he could just be that real and honest with me and just and we had that guy relationship and so forth. And he was noticing and appreciating something. So anyways, so we loved on this guy for years, right? Um, and had opportunities. I've, I've tried verbally sharing with him about Christ on a number of occasions as well. But to no avail. So, okay, Lord, I just get to love my neighbor. So keep at it, keep at it. Well, I go to the hospital one more time as a 93-year-old at, at that point, I think it was. And uh, doctors and everybody were saying, he's not leaving. He's going to end his life here. And so I'm visiting with him, and I'm loving on him and listening to him and talking to him again about Jesus because I've earned this opportunity because we have this relationship. And so I talked to him about Jesus again. And he says, no, no, not ready. I'm thinking, I'm going to win. You're 93 years old. Doctors are saying you're not going to get out of here. What do you mean you're not ready? That's what I'm thinking in my head. Well, I actually began, I actually started saying something like that to him as well. And I said, Kenny, I said, what do you mean you're not ready? He said, oh, no, I'm not ready. And then I told him the story because it came to mind, I think, spirit in a spirit-led way. It came to mind of the story of, of, of the... Uh, the, the thieves on the cross next to Jesus and how one person just despised him. And another person at some point turned to him and said, what I believe is the shortest sinner's prayer ever. He turned to Jesus and said, will you remember me? Mm. And Jesus said, today we're going to be together in paradise. So I said to my friend, I said, friend, his name. I said, friend, I said, I told him that story. And I said, all you really need to do is turn to God, turn to Jesus and say, will you remember me? And this is what happened. Within two seconds, he said, oh, I could do that. And he bowed his head and he said, God, remember me and forgive me of all my sins. And that's all I know to say. Amen. Wow. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> and something just washed over me like, I think he just did it. Yeah. Did he say the great prayer? No. Did he put something happened inside with a little bit of understanding that he knows? Mm, absolutely. Remember me. Forgive me of my sins. All I know to say, amen. Well, great story. And I think my heart and prayer is that I am going to see him in heaven. I love this guy. I love this guy. But it's because we've been neighbors and we've spent time together. And he's become almost like another grandfather to me. Wow. Thank you. That's, that's a great story. That's so encouraging. It's so encouraging that we don't have to close the deal. It's, it's encouraging. You know, this day and age when people don't have a background of Scripture, they don't have the background of the church, they need to hear that we love them and that we accept them. And that's, that's where you start. That's where you start. Ah, so right. So right, David. Thank you. So good. Absolutely. You know, it's often been said that people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. By listening well, by loving well, through our authentic concern, people are truly more open to the Spirit of God working in them. I don't know about you, but I'm sure learning a lot through this discussion with Mark. I'm learning how I can relax, listen well, love well, and by doing that, people are more open to the truth 
and to Jesus ministering to them through me. Mark joins me for one more session next time, which I know you won't want to miss. Be sure to check out our show notes with this podcast that tells you how you can get in touch with Mark and his ministry. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, kansasnavs.org, or our Facebook page under Kansas Communities Ministry. Be sure to drop me an email at radio at kansasnavs.org with any comments or questions. Join me again next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.